Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Ah, uh, it's it could happen here. It's 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 it could happen here. A podcast that it is. It's happening to you here right now. Bad things. Good things, all sorts of things, because today we are talking about the ultimate in bad good things, Donald Trump's indictment uh, and very brief arrest. Uh, Garrison, Davis, James Stout, uh, how, how are we all doing today? How are we all feeling this week? We did it, Joe. Mission yeah. accomplished. <laughs> time, to, time to pack up. Yeah, Dark yeah. Brandon has come for Trump, uh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we would wait until, you know, a few days had gone by. There were a lot of when the initial indictment was announced, we didn't even actually know what all the charges were. Um, there was a, a pretty long period of time that we didn't know, like, what the actual crime at the center of this was. Uh, but but most of that has now is now relatively clear um, as are kind of the earliest stages of the fallout to the Trump indictment. So I, I feel like. Now is a reasonably good time to talk about it. More may have, you know, occur since we occurred since we recorded this. But broadly speaking, um, the thing that Trump got indicted by, uh, as according to the 13-page court filing um, outlining the case against him by Manhattan District Attorney Al- Alvin Bragg, was what's called a catch and kill scheme, uh, in which Trump and you know his his Trumpettes would basically bribe people to not write bad stories about him. Um, you know, it's a hush money thing. 
My assumption is that basically everybody at that level of wealth and prominence does versions of the same thing. Um, And these, in fact, are not crimes on their own. You can bribe somebody not to say a bad, talk about a bad thing you did to the press. Um, Where things get illegal is that Trump, you know, made a series of payments, primarily these $130-ish thousand in payments to Stormy Daniels um, to, to buy her quiet. Um, And then he had to falsify company records or his people falsified company records to disguise the payments as legal fees. Um, Bragg is arguing that not only is this a crime, but it's a felony crime uh, because he did this. He falsified these records to disguise disguise these payments in order to further additional violations of the laws. Um, And those additional violations of the laws, the actual like core crime here is that disguising under New York law, disguising these kind of payments in corporate records is a crime. It's typically a misdemeanor, but it's a felony if the business records were intended to obscure a second crime. And in this case, the second crime appears to be the use of funds to advance um, his like presidential campaign, which was in violation of campaign finance laws. So the core crime that makes the misdemeanor a felony is the fact that he was doing this um, in order to advance his presidential campaign and thus like the payments that he was making um, were basically counted as part of like the limited amount of money you can spend, you know, financing your campaign. And he violated that. Right. That's that's the gist of it, as I understand, like what's actually being argued here. Yeah, that seems to be about the sides of it. And um, just for people who aren't familiar, Bragg is Alvin Bragg, right? The uh, yeah, Manhattan York- DA. Manhattan yeah. DA. OK, yeah. yeah. What's really concerning about this is that if they can arrest Trump, that means they can arrest any one of us. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All all the money that I've paid for people to hush up stories about me, including Stormy Daniels, you know? Um, Yeah. No, it's um, like people, there's a lot of talk about like, is this a weak case or a strong case? Um, None of us are lawyers. My, my, I, I go kind of both ways about this. One of them is that, Alvin Bragg is a guy who, you know, whatever he believes about this case is also a prosecutor that is a political position. Prosecuting someone and failing to get your man is bad for your career. And if that man is the president who you indict for the first time in living memory, (laughs) that would be really bad for your career. So my assumption is that Bragg at least believes he's got a really strong case. Um, Otherwise, he because this is a tremendous risk for him, right? Now, obviously, can Trump wriggle his way out of it? Well, Trump is extremely good at wriggling his way out of things, and he has all of the money in the world for lawyers. So I, I think it would be foolish to say it's a slam dunk either way. People who are saying that, like, this is a weird thing to prosecute him for, I guess. But, you know, it does... I, I, I can see the logic that this guy that Bragg is kind of going with. And it's do I think this should be a felony? Um, I guess I I don't care as long as it, it does some damage to the man and causes him some like consternation, which is like the question, right? Is this actually going to harm him? But yeah, like, I think that is the more debatable question, right? Like it's, it's going to yeah. harm him or help him. There's there's a lot of talk about is this a political prosecution? And my general response to that is, well, like nearly all prosecutions are political, right? Yeah. Like even something that wouldn't seem like like a decision to go after a rapist, 
Um, well, most rapists are not actually ever like charged or brought through the justice system. So if you're a prosecutor choosing to do that in a specific case, there's a degree of politics factoring into your decision, even if it's just as simple as like, if I take on this case and I lose it, it could harm my ability to like move forward in the ways that I want to in my career. So I, the fact that now this is political and perhaps a grander sense. I have no doubt that the fact that this is Donald fucking Trump and everything that's happened since 2020 has happened, that he has uh, he has been a party. And I have no doubt that that all factors into this. Um, but I, I just don't see that as being like the fact that finally a prosecutor is uh, is making sort of a political prosecution of a man at the top of the hierarchy is not something that concerns me terribly <laughs> yeah I, I don't think like I don't, I, I'm more concerned that this seems to have propelled him to the front of the Republican race and that he's getting a bunch of donations off it than I am about any any potential consequences like of yeah. the actual indictment it is certainly an interesting political move for DeSantis to back Trump on this and not, com- not like uh, comply with extradition not that it would ever get to that point but that no. is still a move that DeSantis made on purpose which is an interesting yeah. political move considering yeah. his uh, future candidacy and it is let's talk about that a second because yep. obviously 34 felony counts sounds like a lot that is in fact quite a few felonies <laughs> um but the at least the coverage i'm reading is like it's basically unheard of for someone to actually do jail time for this as a first offense which i don't know whatever like <laughs> does that man not I, he, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> breathtaking that he doesn't have a single crime on him given that he's essentially a career criminal well there there are continuing like there's pro, like the potential for prosecution yeah. still from like that call he had with the um secretary of state of yeah. uh of uh, georgia which we'll talk about a little bit yeah later. i think there are a few sort of more serious there's a number of cases. things that yeah he, yeah, yeah. It, th- this may not be the last trump criminal indictment that we see um oh god we can we we can only hope we can only hope <laughs> because yeah. because it, it only gets more funny from here and that's the only reason to hope yeah well, well unless it doesn't i'm seeing a lot of like panic from some people certain certain folks in the progressive and kind of center-left media sphere who were like this has just handed Trump the nomination. This might have just handed Trump the election. Um, from what I'm looking at and from the polling I'm looking at, I mean, it, I think there's a good chance this helps. I mean, I think the polling certainly supports the argument that this will help him cinch the nomination. I don't really think that was super in doubt before. Um, although he has definitely gained on DeSantis since all of this this whole process started. Um, there is evidence, I'm looking at a 538 article right now, Trump's indictment might be making oh, him dear. more popular among Republicans. But kind of the point that's actually made is that the group that's that's getting more likely to back him is his base. Yeah. Like maybe it's yeah. people who were softer on him because he didn't back, you know, the J6 people. Maybe some of them are just folks who kind of drifted away because, you know, it's the years in between a presidential election and that's a natural thing. So it may have galvanized his base. He's certainly, he's raised four or $5 million. His he's claiming people, seven now. He's claiming seven. I mean, that he's seems claim- real possible. Yeah. Um, possible, he, yeah. he is saying that a significant chunk of it, I think like 20%, might be more than that now, were like first-time donations. That is what his people are claiming that is not 
I, I have no way of knowing if those numbers are legitimate. Um, what we can say is that the polling that we're seeing nationally does not back the idea that this is causing a sea change in the likelihood of Americans to support Donald Trump. Um, about 69% of Americans, according to a very nice, according to an economist, YouGov poll, uh, say that in general, failing to report having spent campaign money on payments in order to keep someone silent about an issue to affect and affect the outcome of an election is a crime. Uh, about 90% of Biden, Biden voters back this, while about 54% of those who voted for Trump in 2020 said the same, um, which is interesting. Now, that doesn't mean they also think that this is what Trump did, right? They're just saying they think that that is a crime. Um, about 57% of Republicans, according to that same, or according to a Yahoo News YouGov poll, about 57% of Republicans and Republican leaners said they would support Trump in a head-to-head -head, uh, against Ron DeSantis, who received 31%. Um, that's an increase in support uh, for the president by about 10%. But DeSantis has only gone down by like 8%. So you can see, like, he basically what's happening is that this is causing people to flock from DeSantis to him, um, which is not kind of evidence that we're seeing like a broader national sweep. Uh, a Quinnipiac University, NPR, PBS NewsHour, Marist poll um, kind of broadly supported the idea that investigations uh, into Trump are popular among Americans, uh, more popular than not, at least. Uh, about 56% of Americans say the investigations into Trump are fair. About 41% say they're a witch hunt. Uh, independents are pretty split on the issue, but obviously, like, Democrats wildly supportive, Republicans very much against. Most college-educated adults come down on this being fair, as do most Gen Z and millennial people. Uh, adults without a college education, white evangelicals, and those in small towns are most likely to call it a witch hunt. Uh, an NPR, PBS, NewsHour, Marist poll shows a plurality of Americans, 46%, believe Trump has done something illegal related to those investigations. Uh, a number, another 29% say Trump has done something unethical but not illegal, while only 23% say he's done nothing wrong. Uh, overall, 57% of Americans say that criminal charges filed against Trump should disqualify him from a presidential bid. 38% say it should not. That would be an area where I actually agree with the Republicans. I don't think that having charges against you should disqualify you from running for president. Look, man, I think if you are a fucking murderer, you should be able to run for president. Yeah. People have the right to run for and vote for whoever the fuck they want. And I think that that is a, a strong core belief of mine. Um, not going to vote oh, for Trump, indeed. but I think the fact that he's getting charged with a bunch of felonies should not, if he was in jail, he should be able to run as people have in the past, in my opinion. Yeah, Eugene Debs. Famous yeah. Trump Trump president. And I'm kind of more interested actually in I think the Republican response is fairly predictable. Like all of this, we we could have called that, you know, the moment they said they were indicting him. The Democrats, like I, I'm I, look, I don't think the Democrats are ever going to do anything useful that will really change material conditions or, or or make things much better for working people in this country. But the fact that it gives them the option to pivot back to like orange man bad. Mm -hmm. as their only campaign, as their only promise, as as their only sort of uh, principle, which like they 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 put forward as as a reason to vote for them, it is still bad. I think like it prevents even the modicum of accountability that we have for 
all the shit that the Democrats have done and all and all the shit that they haven't done in the past, what, like three, two, two and a half years since the election. I, I think that's so much broader of a problem than just dealing yeah. with, with this set of charges. I am I am sympathetic to the idea, if you just kind of look at history, that you can't let people do the kind of shit Trump did and not try to fucking go after them and not hammer the sons of bitches, right? And this is this is not, you know, they went after after the beer hall putsch, Hitler was jailed for like a year. So it doesn't mean that like slaps on the wrist uh don't necessarily have much of a protective effect. But I don't know. Like like, like I I am so torn on this. I mean, obviously it's really funny. Um I think it it if this is kind of the start of a series of prosecutions that's going to make this guy's life hell and that might actually even force some consequences for him, then I think that's broadly speaking a good thing as long as it doesn't like disqualify him from the presidency, which I think would be a bad precedent. But I don't know. I, I'm broadly on on team. Yeah, man, fuck him up. Like we know this guy would have, and in fact, has 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 promised to, if he gets into power again, use the state, use the Justice Department, uh, remake it in his own image, and destroy his enemies. Um, so I'm I'm not against the idea that like, well, the Dims. I, I I tend to agree with you on most things, James. Like, I don't believe the Dim Democratic Party deserves. To have an easy election right now, um, because they've failed. I mean, we we we're this is the week where we're getting the announcement from Biden that he's essentially taking kind of the soft answer to the GOP attack on trans people participating in sporting events. We were also about a week out from his most recent announcement on, or maybe actually it's been more like a couple of weeks on the border shit. Um, we just had that horrible fire over uh, in Juarez like a week or so ago. Like the Biden administration has let a, a, a lot of people down in a number of ways. There's, you know, some of the drilling shit that's about to start up again. And Alaska is really unsettling to me. So I I agree with you. I don't like the idea that they can make this be an orange man bad election again. And I'm I'm hopeful that some of what we've seen, you know, particularly like the, the most recent election in Chicago, you know, maybe maybe there's kind of at least room at the state level for a lot more progressives to edge out kind of centrist dims um, and force some consequences that way. But I, I also am worried about, you know, this, this authoritarian who threatened to jail and murder a bunch of people I care about. Uh, and <laughs> like, I, I want, I want him to spend the rest of his life tangled up in that shit. Uh, I don't know that that's what this is going to be. You know, maybe they'll they'll fail miserably here. Um, but uh, I don't know. I do think the kind of panic that you're getting from some people that like this handed them the election. I'm not seeing evidence that that's the case. I think that maybe if this had happened in like 2016 or even 2020, sure, you you might get something like that. But at at, at the point we're at now, I just don't think new people are coming to Trump in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, and 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 it and it very much makes sense for the liberal state apparatus to try to defend itself from what it sees as like an insurgent reactionary uh mm -hmm. factor, right? Like that's that is that is how they view Trump and Trump's political power. So it makes sense they will use their own powers to 
try to resist that from gaining control again. Um, whether or not you believe the state apparatus should exist at all or how how valid you view its existence, it makes sense what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not. I am. I mean, honestly, I am surprised they committed to it because there is in, in part because this is a tremendous risk for Bragg and the people around him. Right. If this if this fails, which it very well might, you know, obviously that would have could have consequences for everybody. But, you know, it could have really serious career consequences for this guy. And I am surprised that you've you've got someone willing to kind of throw the dice here. And I'm hopeful that maybe that inspires, especially since this case, by the way, since I'm sure people are curious, no one I've looked at who knows more about the law than me expects this to hit trial quickly. Again, Trump has all of the money in the world, and this is all, like probably going to be a pretty winding process outside of just the normal problems of like a rich man is being accused of a series of crimes and has many lawyers. The Secret Service has a lot to say and when and how the actual trial part of this commences, and that has a chance of extending it. So my hope is that as this kind of winds on, Maybe the fact that Bragg was willing to kind of take a shot in the dark here, so to speak, inspires some of these other prosecutors who have been, you know, poking at Trump to take a swing. And maybe with enough swings, you know, it'll be like that uh, that guy we had on, Troy Herdebees, uh and his bear armor suit. You know, you get a bunch of bikers to surround him with two by fours <laughs> and just swing until they're all broken and he's on the ground. Um It'll be like (laughs) it'll be like that scene from Avengers Endgame and all of the George Soros DAs are going to come in through the portals. Garrison, absolutely not. (laughs) Led by George Soros himself. I have never been angrier at you right now than bringing up that fucking Avengers scene. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So did y'all watch Trump's video response? Oh, the one that played on all of the news stations except for MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we should talk I, about I, that. I actually did not watch it. No, yet. I attempted to avoid that as well, actually. But um, well, have I you watched it. yourself to that for us, Robert? I, I sure did. And I have a summary Probably. of the most salient parts. Um, first off, I think that MSNBC made the right call. They kind of summarized what was going on, but like didn't just let him speak, you know, uninterrupted for. I think it was like 15 minutes, something like 20 minutes. Talking um, of interrupted, Robert, would you like to be interrupted by some uh, plugs for goods and services? Ab- absolutely. Yeah, I thought you, know, you would, buddy. Donald Trump is uh, a master spokesman, um, and mm-hmm. these are master products. Get your gold! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. We're back. Uh, it's been such a glorious, glorious time. Everyone's, everybody's really feeling powerful today. Mighty. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Trump. So, I don't know. I watched this fucking thing. I guess my overall sentiment would be kind of boring. Right. This is not the level of energy or the the degree of kind of like manic, violent undercurrents that like his uh, his American carnage speech had um, or even that like some of his more recent uh, speeches in front of crowds have had. I don't see I there's so many people I've watched have takes on this who are like and uh, that one of the joys of Twitter is you'll see some guy who's. I don't know, an analyst at some newspaper be like, wow, Trump was really low energy. He seems frightened. You know, I'm telling you, this is a scared man. He's worried about these charges. And then like someone else with almost the same CV at a different place will be like, wow, Trump seems angry. You know, he's about to he's about to lash back. Everybody better be ready for his counter strike. And <laughs> I, honestly, I just thought it was like kind of perfunctory. Um, he, it didn't, he certainly didn't seem low energy, but he didn't seem like he had, he didn't seem like he had much to say other than kind of meander over some of his, some, some talking points that are at this point, mostly pretty lukewarm. Um, he kind of runs through at the start of this, a, a laundry list of right-wing talking points that like the Democrats spied on his campaign in 2016, uh-huh. that he was subjected to fraudulent investigations from the Russia and Ukraine stuff, to the impeachments, to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. And then he broadens it by talking about how the FBI and the DOJ relentlessly pursue Republicans. And I was kind of expecting him to lean more into the I am your vengeance shit that he's been doing lately. He doesn't really as much as I had expected him to in this. Like you can, he kind of like dips his toes into it, but I think he's so focused on what's happening to him that he doesn't, he doesn't like push that as much as I was kind of expecting. So this is what comes after him, like ranting about the DOJ and the FBI relentlessly pursuing Republicans. He then kind of like goes into the election fraud claim stuff again. He gives a bunch of lies there about uh, the election Shocking. and about there being like ballots stuffed and all that kind of shit. Then he like pivots straight from that to talking about how Twitter purportedly worked with the Biden family to hide information about Hunter Biden. This is like debunked Twitter file I shit. Just, yeah, um, yeah. Update on I the mean, Twitter files. Matt Tabibi has just left Twitter because yeah. it won't let him post Substack. Substack. We do know, yeah. obviously, like they did stuff like say, hey, please remove this video that shows Hunter Biden's penis. Um, yeah. 
But also, like, that's not, number one, is not supposed to be stuff that's on Twitter. That's kind of like crossing yeah. the revenge porn line. Um, and, you know, both sides made requests that things be removed. Um, Trump claims, and I'm not sure where, he says that there's, like, uh, a, a, like somebody calculated this, but I haven't been able to find who made this calculation, that if Twitter hadn't intervened against him, he would have won the national election by 17 points. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, and that's, I didn't even need that many. You know, you could have dropped that by 16.8 and I still would have won, um, which is not true, really. Uh, again, it's all just lies. Um it goes on. He compares the United States to a third world country because of the 2020 election. Uh, he calls Alvin Bragg a Soros-backed prosecutor, which he does a lot. Um, it's not true, uh, but Bragg, you know, people are using Soros-backed as like, um, at least a lot of the Nazis are, 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 are really leaping on that one. Yeah, they've gone back to Soros. Like, they, yeah, uh, they, they did the three parentheses for a while. Like, yeah. um, DeSantis mentioned Soros at least twice in his twice. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a big, big one for them. Um, I mean, I think it is. It is. It is a a good move on their part to frame this prosecution as election interference. Like that is yeah. that is a smart move for them to 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 funnel all yes. of this via that narrative. Yeah, it, it helps keep the election fraud lies, uh, lies going. It also helps because there's been a number of like, you know, Chesa Budin get, who got booted in San Francisco recently is one example. But we've seen a number of like progressive prosecutors get elected by kind of dim and, you know, center left coalitions. And that's um, allows them to kind of connect this to one of their more successful talking points, which is the purported like horrible violence in the streets of cities like San Francisco and whatnot, the like surging crime and liberal, you know, cities with liberal prosecutors. Again, it's all bullshit, but it's not a bad tactic for tying into like, well, let's make a link between this thing Trump is claiming that's hurting him and this thing that people see every night on like Fox News that has been a pretty durable uh, uh, talking point for the right for several years now. Um, Trump makes it, there's a weird line in here where he says that like even the rhinos and the Democrats agree that the case against him is bad. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I, I suspect he's just kind of like looking at at, at Twitter chaff there. Um, he then kind of derails a bit by talking about Afghanistan and all of the military equipment and lives lost uh, in the same breath. And uh, then from that, he kind of – one of the things that comes up over and over in this is him talking about how embarrassing this time is for our country, how all of our enemies are laughing at us, et cetera. Like that is a – uh, I mean, he's been making that point for a long time, but it definitely it's it's one of those things I think is a little bit of a window into the man's thought process because yeah. he clearly thinks and and perhaps I mean it it must have a degree of of resonance with his base, but the idea that like America has been uh, embarrassed because he's facing charges and because of you know Biden's failures as he sees it over in Afghanistan and elsewhere. Like embarrassment is a big thing he tries to get across in this. That like uh, you know Lady Lady Liberty's been caught with their fucking skirt up or something like that. It's a uh, I don't know. It's interesting to me that that's such a focus for him. 
Um, there's a couple of fun lines in the part about the military. He talks about how it's woke at the top, but <laughs> under him, it was able to defeat ISIS in four weeks, which, man, it took years. Like, we know it took <laughs> yeah. years. I was I was <laughs> there for some of it. <laughs> a large part of that was not Americans at all. but like No, no. And Kurdish a large people. part of it was not Americans at all. There's a weird moment where he talks about the investigation over his call with Zelensky, and then that call where he tried to force George's Secretary of State to discard votes that he's being investigated for, where he's like, this is one of like the most beautiful Trump moments of the whole speech, because he's like, you know, that perfect call I had with Zelensky, I told you all it was a perfect call, where my call with, with Georgia's Secretary of State was even more perfect. It was it was the best <laughs> call anybody's ever had. Nobody yeah. had a problem with it. Lots of guys were listening in, and they all thought it was great. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> he he it's can be such shit. a funny man. <laughs> it's not even insane. It's just like... I don't know. Nobody nobody else talks like that. Nobody else describes yes. a phone call as perfect, right? Like a, a normal yeah. per- and this is maybe there's a degree of Trump's success you can see in this, but like no normal person being accused of like having attempted to interfere with an election during a phone call would describe the call as perfect, you know? A normal politician would refute the claims against them would say, you know, I never did this, I never did that, you know, this is uh um, taken out of context or whatever. Trump's just like, it was perfect. But, but you, you don't remember the last perfect call I told you about that people thought might have been a crime? Even more perfect. This is the 110%. most perfect phone call anyone's ever had. Yeah. Uh, then we get a long derailment about the Biden, like, the, you know, the classified document shit that got him raided. He talks about how Biden's possession of classified documents was like the worst that anyone's ever done and was criminal because he was just the vice president. But the president's allowed to do it. But everybody does it. But the way Biden did is the worst that anybody did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's there, there's it's not like it's not an interesting Trump speech. Um, I don't think he's like panicked or anything. I just kind of, I don't know, it, maybe he's just sort of like checking off a thing on the to-do box, but it's not, it's not one of the, it's not one for the speech books, right? Or for the history books. I don't know, the speech books, that's not a, <laughs> that's not not a, a thing. term. That's <laughs> not a thing at all. There is a really fun moment where he's like kind of late in the speech in between him complaining about Letitia James. He like points to his sons and he's like, I got two great sons, sons both doing really great. And then he's like, <laughs> and Baron, and then as an afterthought, he's like, Baron's going to do a great job too someday. He's tall. Amazing. <laughs> what a, what well, an amazing father. Talking of tall, did you see that they'd also they faked a mugshot of him and made him six foot five? <laughs> Who faked <laughs> the mugshot? The Trump campaign faked a mugshot of him to sell merch. Uh, yeah. Based. And then just uh, added like several inches to his a man with no insecurities. Mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro moments. Trump a legalist arc. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. I'm not saying there's nothing to be concerned about in the right-wing reaction here. It is worth kind of looking at the response that has occurred has largely been fucking nonsense circus shit, right? At most of the big rallies, particularly in New York, that have happened as a result of this. There have been more press on the ground than anyone on either side of things. Um, It's not, it's just so far not pulling people out. You know, do I think there's a chance of, you know, isolated terrorist attacks uh, as, you know, by people who see themselves as defending Trump or or democracy or whatever? Certainly not a 0% chance, but in terms of like, things that I think are likely to have a mass destabilizing effect, I'm not seeing it yet. And I think a lot of that's due just to the fact that the Trump supporters who are kind of have the highest potential of being convinced to do that shit are all scared as hell, both of the feds and of each other. Um, The sheer number of them that have like turned on each other during the J6 investigations like has it means that whenever there's talk about doing another big series of rallies, it devolves in a lot of these online places into like, well, you know, this is probably being set up by the feds. This is probably a honeypot to trap us, Um, which is, I don't know. It's not a situation I would say you should rely on lasting forever, but that does kind of seem to be where we are right now. One other aspect of the right wing response that I think is worth mentioning is they have, is, some of some of their like uh, propagandists and and political people have made the promise that since since now since that now there has been a precedent set for indicting for, former oh, yeah. presidents now now they finally are able to go after <laughs> d- democratic politicians whenever they want and yeah i i just i just uh, am, am worried that they're going to threaten us with a good time yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's also like it's not just threatening us with a good time because we have seen in Tennessee right now they're forcing yeah, two Democratic legislators out for their support of of gun control and like you know specifically two black Democratic legislators yeah two black Democratic legislators 
I, I'm not, you know, in line with most of the Democratic Party on gun control, but what is happening here is anti-democratic bullshit. Like that is it is authoritarian. Yeah. It is completely fucking unacceptable. And people ought to be out in the like a lot more ought to be done. And I think probably a lot more like I don't this th- th- that's one of the thorny questions that actually does concern me. Like, what do you do in a situation like this? What do the what kind of leverage do the the feds even potentially have. It certainly doesn't look like they're in the mood to do anything now, because I think that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing we're going to see a lot more of in yeah. red states um, in order yeah, to that erode is what little resistance it lists. And that's really concerning. To they're me. not going to like yeah. go after someone like Obama, which frankly, somebody, somebody should <laughs> for the amount of bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah there hate. should be charges but, against the man. There should be charges against Bush, uh, uh, you know, the dubs. Yes. Um, there should be some charges against Clinton. Fuck it. Go, go after them all, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't find <laughs> Dig up George H.W. Bush. Put him on trial as a corpse like that one pope. Like, I'm on board. <laughs> but no, they're, they're going to they're gonna end up going after just, like, small, like, minority politicians who are, like, yeah. fighting yes. for, like, reasonable things, you know? It, and who are doing things to actually jam up the works of kind of the march of far-right yeah, um, like that authoritarian um, laws in red states. Exactly. And, Nebraska. you know, I, I am sure that as that picks up pace, they will point out what's being done to Trump as a justification. But like people should be aware that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because it looks like it's going to work for them in Tennessee. And they did it in Tennessee for th- reasons that had nothing to do with fucking Trump. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you want to talk about like what, fascism is a big part of it is that weaponizing of the state apparatus right yes. against opposition against your mm-hmm. whatever your scapegoat group and like it, that does concern me for people living in in red states like, absolutely absolutely i'm not saying there's nothing to be worried about no, no, from the right i'm just saying agree. I, I, yeah at the moment when i'm looking at like the way i kind of conceive of a threat matrix i don't see us in a more dangerous position as a result mm-hmm. of trump getting charged and i think an We'd- argument could be made that it's a positive move I really hope we get another nail gun guy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that fucking dude who tried to yeah, yeah. who tried to solo the FBI yeah. with a nail gun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the next guy will come in with like a jigsaw or a uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I think I think ladders. I think it's 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 time for like a ladder mob. Um, <laughs> that that's that's what I'm excited to see. Ladders and like simple pulleys. It's <laughs> getting pinned to a building with someone twenty feet away with a ladder. <laughs> Make a make a trebuchet, Judge. It's a, the the gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah, let's 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 have a continuing series of competitions to see who can build like the most effective medieval siege equipment. I want to see some fucking scorpions up on the hill. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do. Is it Greek fire, Turkish fire? When you pour yeah yeah, I mean that really that's a de- oof, boy. That's like the hummus debate, James. You don't want <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, land yeah. on one. Let's side just call it Cyprus fire, and we can be <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know where where you guys get any other thoughts on the Trump arraignment, indictment, arrest, etc. Uh, no, it is very funny. I did enjoy seeing that guy fall off his tall bike. That was a highlight of the week for me. Yeah, there was a good video from the uh, the New York protest of mm-hmm. a guy falling off a tall bike. Yeah, shout out to the skateboard. Oh, yeah. I will. I will. Um, let's see. I will send send a, a few things to the chat. The this the signal chat that I feel like our people are worth seeing. This I is what wait. I spent. This is what I spent most of my day 
uh, doing um, is is sending people these memes. I think it's important that is that is that is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg with the biggie crown saying, "Tell Donald I want him to know it was me, Garrison." Yes, that is. <laughs> oh yes. no, you're joking. <laughs> I, I if I if I actually see Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I'm f- for fuck's sake. <laughs> now that Garrison. would be an Urukai with a pussy hat. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> looks like brunch is back on the menu, boys. That one I do appreciate. There was a good one that was like, um, uh, it was like the jailer dropping off trump in epstein's cell all all of all of all of the lights go off and then from the corner a man in a dark cloak says brandon sends his regards <laughs> uh, what, a, what a what a wonderful time for memes well everybody when that's our that's our episode on the trump arrest we figured we should we should talk about that uh to answer the question that so many people ask me are we closer to having a civil war I don't know, man. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like this. This has moved the needle on that at all. Um, the, the national uh, divorce is happening na- any day now. <laughs> yeah. Any day now, I swear. <laughs> like I, I, I think the thing that's worrying right now is you know not just kind of the low level series of exchanges of uh, of terror attacks and shootings and murders and stuff and just street violence that I, I do think is going to kind of continue to be a problem up through twenty twenty four, but also just like what we've been talking about in terms of red states pushing for these increasingly really violent laws aimed at doing direct physical harm to small groups of people that they consider to be their enemies for whatever reason of identity. Um, That is like the increasing criminalization of groups of people in red states, the, the flight of folks from those states, the, the, like the, the fact that you are kind of seeing the country settle into two blocks that have wildly different legal systems that are often opposed to each mm-hmm. other. That's a conflict that is, is absolutely happening. There's no denying that it's occurring. This is not a debatable thing. And I don't see the feds having any idea of how to, fix this at the moment. Um, We'll see where the elections go in 2024. The fact that Wisconsin, um, Mm -hmm, that their their Supreme Court election went well means a lot. It means that that's one state where the the process that we're seeing happening in places like Florida and Tennessee, um, that is a significant amount of people protected from that. And it also means a lot for the 2024 election. But it's we 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 are in a really rough place still um i'm not like thinking we're in at the edge of 1776.2 or whatever the fuck the right calls it these days yeah 1865 or whatever robert evans is going to personally be the the next john brown yeah i i hopefully not um but uh i am i am i think i'd be really good at uh uh being a terrible farmer um i I, how's your beard yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that picture of John Brown like leading the troops will remain one of my favorite pieces oh, of yeah. art that I've ever no, seen. No, no, he's he's got he's got a hell of a beard in that one. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the the threat you know continues, but uh, broadly speaking, what's happened to Trump is either good uh, or neutral, but certainly funny. And that's I think a good point to end on for the day. Great, Brandon sends his regards. 
It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.